Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? It feels like it's been forever, right? I feel like I haven't been recording in like months. And I gave you guys an episode uh, last Thursday. It was just a real quick informational one, but I feel like I haven't recorded in a long ass time. But yo, what the fuck am I doing? Hold on, wait a second. Miles, let's start this bitch back up. Flip the Ben Baller Pod theme song. Illegal cartel style. Behind the baller, my life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and left behind the baller. Yo, man, I still trip out that I got my own theme song, man. Um, yeah, man, check it out, y'all. You are listening to the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack. And uh, it is almost 2021, y'all. And uh, it's been a minute. Like I said, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a minute, like on some real shit, a lot of crazy shit. This week would be a great week for you guys to reflect on the positive things that happened this year, all right? Now, the positive things don't got to be the money you made, you know, the COVID pussy that you got, which, I mean, again, I know I'm married, it's different, but I'm talking about some of you motherfuckers out there. We're going to get into that in a second about motherfuckers out there still sexing and shit and doing all that stuff and everything, whatever. But time to reflect on the lessons learned, Right, this is a good time for you to reflect on that because there are a lot of lessons learned. I think more so than ever. I mean, this is a legendary year, good or bad, whatever the fuck it was. It sucked. Yes, this is going to be a legendary year forever. For those of you who are 25 listening, 17 listening, you look back at this at 30, 40 years from now, and maybe there's a COVID 23. I don't know. I'm not trying to put bad energy out there. I'm just telling you guys. Everyone listening to this show should have learned a lesson this year. And you should have seen who was really on your side and who really wasn't. Okay. Right now, I got body aches. My body hurts. I got a headache. I got shoulder. I got all the symptoms of coronavirus and I don't have it. So what the fuck is it then? It's called being washed. All right. Like I'm telling you, you know what? The airplane ride is, you know what I'm talking about? When you give your kids airplane, you, know, you obviously, you guys, anyone who has kids, has a nephew, has a fucking godson or whatever, and you pick your kids up, right? Well, now London is like 60 something pounds. Rider is the same weight. My daughter's maybe 35 pounds or so. And I ran them around the house. Remember, I was in San Francisco, you know, last week and everything. And I just feel crazy. All right. So it's just old age. And, and I just, my body is just feeling like shit. And, um, by the way, man, not to be a Debbie Downer, but so on my wife's side of the family, there's like six people who got COVID, right? And indirectly, right? And then there's people, uh, friends of ours that got COVID. And, and then we have like another kind of, you know, family member who got COVID. So like just literally this past week, we know 10 people. Now, one of them is on a respirator. And the thing with the, with the respirator, you know, once you go on the respirator, when you go in ICU, they say, and what they say, remember, we have two friends of ours who are respiratory therapists. Once you go on a respirator, a ventilator, I'm sorry, respirator. Once you go on a ventilator, it's not looking good for you, all right? So look, guys, man, I know Dr. Fauci's not very loved. I fuck with dude, but, you know, he said it straight up. These next two weeks from this week to basically to the end of January is going to be the deadliest weeks or the deadliest month of this entire coronavirus history because over 7 million people traveled. Nobody fucking stayed the fuck home. People went out with their family and did all the other shit. And again, man, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life. I'm just telling you right now, had we locked down like these other countries did and told people to shut the fuck up, we'd be okay. And I know you're tired of me saying this again, but I'm just letting you know the deadliest parts of this shit is about to happen. It's yet to happen. You know, we're going to have 300,000 bodies by the time fucking Biden gets in the office and it's fucked up. And don't talk about the recovery rate. Shit is super disrespectful for the fucking 
hundreds of thousands of people in the U.S. who've died. It's, it's fucked up. Stupid. You know what I'm saying? But um, speaking of being washed up in old age, have any of you guys ever heard of Old Man Foot? Like, not the dude's name. That's not, it's not a nickname for somebody. I'm saying getting like old person's foot. You heard of that before? I've never heard of that shit in my entire life. Nick Diamond told me about this shit a, a year ago or so. And all his shoes, Nick Diamond wears like a size 11 and a half, 12 now, right? Same shit happened to me. When you get older, like maybe after 45 or so or whatever, some people different, when you get older, your foot gets flatter. So you don't have that arch anymore, right? I'm not that athlete anymore. So I used to be a 10-5 legit. I was a solid 10 and a half shoe, right? Maybe a 10 in Air Force Ones, but really even then it was kind of like, I like them snug. I'm that type of person I like to shoe loose. Now I'm an 11 legit, but really I'm 11.5. I just got the Kobe Grinches and someone sent me a 10-5. I had to get 11 and a half in that bitch. And the 11 and a half fits good. It don't even fit. It, I'm talking like it's, it's slightly snug, you know? I wear a thick sock in this bitch and I'm not going to fit them. So it's just fucking crazy that this old man, I didn't know about that. All right. All right. Anyways, guys, I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Um, I hope you guys are safe. You know, when I'm out, I'm being really, when people see me like, oh, what the fuck? And, uh, you know, um, I'm keeping my distance. I'm doing fist pounds. Um, if I know you, if I don't know you, I don't want you that close to me. And every time I get back in anywhere, I touch them, I'm fucking sanitizing my hands. Period. So, you know, Christmas was cool. My kids, you know, they, they got all the shit that they want. They got the little gamer stuff. Uh, London got his first laptop. Um, Ryder's going to get one for his birthday. I just think it's a little too soon. Right? London's creating games and shit. He's um, designing Roblox worlds and games, all that stuff and everything. And um, he got his gamer chair. Thank, uh, Big shot to FaZe Clan. Really appreciate you guys making that happen. And he got his like gamer headset and everything. And he's like full-blown, this is what it is. You know, I had hopes and, and dreams and things of my son to be like, you know, in sports and stuff, but it just, it, I don't think it's in the books for him. And uh, that's just what he wants to do. Uh, that little um, Life of Ryan or the Ryan's Playhouse, where the fuck the Ryan, little Ryan, I forgot the fuck his name is. But the little kid Ryan, he did $30 million this year in YouTube, right? Last year he did like 25, the year before that he did 19. This little motherfucker's like 10, 11 years, 10 years old, all right? And he's killing it. And my son used to be a huge fan of his. So it's like, that's what my son wants to do now. And you know, I, I hate fucking YouTubers, right? And that's what he wants to do. But anyways, um, you know, chill with the fam. Uh, that's one beautiful thing about having a big family. Well, having three kids and, and, and you know, it's nice. Everyone got what they wanted. I got everyone, you know, I got my mom, something. I got everyone that is tied directly to me definitely got blessed, right? And I wrote checks. I gave people gifts. I did everything, you know what I'm saying? My kids and I was like, fuck this. Can't go nowhere. So I guess we'll do this. Um, my kids and my family did go to Arrowhead. They went to a nice cabin out there, and uh, they loved it. We might fuck around and go back. I'm not really big on the snow. That's one thing for sure, right? But anyways, um, for me, I'm the hardest person to get a gift. That's what they always say. My wife tries to give me Amazon cards, try to do this and that. I just don't want anything. You know, for me, I'd rather just kind of like, I'd rather just people be nice to me. Not saying that my wife isn't nice, but just I don't want anybody to ask me for anything. Like, like, can you go pick this or can you do this or can you watch this or can you, I don't want to do shit. I just want to chill. I don't want to pick up the phone. I don't want to talk to anybody. People don't, they get this misconception because I talk a lot, meaning I talk in an interview and I talk on the, on the, the podcast and whatever. I don't like talking to people as much as people think I do. It's a weird thing. And another thing too, because I did some Instagram questions, I wanted to get this kind of straight, like, I really think that people really misunderstand this. And this is a true 100% fact. And anyone who's around me knows. I hate talking about jewelry. Like, it's crazy, right? Like, you know, I got to embrace it and be grateful. But, you know, people are always like, hey, man, well, I want to get a chain. For the most part, if I'm just in a good mood, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. But when, like, people try to elaborate on it, like, or, like, people be like, oh, man, Ben's punching the air right now because... Let's say uh, Uzi or Playboy Cardi or fucking who knows. I'm not thinking any the baby. I don't even know who the fuck he is. Is getting a chain from someone else and be like, oh, Ben Ball is punching there. Like, dude, I'm actually not. Like, when any of these dudes hit me up, like, I ignore them. I, I don't, like, bro, I got a store. That's the reason why I have a retail store. Go buy Joy from the store. 
go deal with somebody else. We have amazing jewelers inside my company. I do what I do on my time, you know? So the last thing I ever want to talk about is jewelry, period. It's just what it is, do you know? Except for the things that I want to make and do, like these Murakami projects, um, a couple things that I'm doing with um, with Cuddy. And sometimes, you know what? I might do a couple things, like, you know, that aren't in that $250,000 minimum range. You know, I'll just do them for the homies. And it's just depend on, you know, what I'm doing. But for Christmas, um, I made my daughter uh, 4.2 carats, so 4.20, which is crazy, right? 420. 70-pointer uh, cross. It's a fucking beautiful cross. It's like something that's like really just insanely beautiful. I'm just trying to keep it to a minimal. You know, I got the two big rocks in my ears. Um, I always wear like a decent watch. I got my my ring, which is, you know, a carrot each in, in my eternity, my wedding ring. And I was like, you don't really wear chains, but I decided to make myself a six carat cross. So every stone is one one carat, you know, VVS, uh, F color. So pretty much the best of the best. And I love it. And it's been a minute since I even liked jewelry, but it's just like something I could wear all the time. But it's like serious, you know, that one chain right there is worth more than, you know, motherfuckers who got big chunky pieces. It's just, it's about just the class and where I'm at right now. And then, um, of course, you know, I got my uh, brand new 2021 Porsche 911 Turbo S 992 body style. And we'll get into that in a second. But on Christmas Day, um, we I was kind of excited for it. I think Jordan kind of hyped me up on it. Jordan Winter of the Dust Brothers. He was like, yo, man, Wonder Woman's coming out. And I was like, that's right. It's going to be streaming on HBO Max. I'm like, all right, cool. So let's watch this shit. All right, let's watch this shit, right? I didn't watch with the Dust Brothers. I'm just saying. So I got the fam together, you know, Wonder Woman, the first one I saw in the theaters. Shit was lit. Big fan of Gal Gadot. She's bad as fuck. She's like 5'11", 6 feet. Beautiful as shit. She's Israeli. I fucking, I love Israeli women, right? And just, she just, you know, always been bad. So, you know, we turned the movie on. I'm like, all right, cool. Streaming, you know, I, I, my dream. I've talked about this forever, way before I had a podcast about having movies that stream the same day they come out in the theaters. And this is a different st- situation we're in right now, but, you know, they kind of have to. Like the first 20 minutes, you know, I'm like, feeling nostalgic, the aesthetic of the old 80s uh, malls, shopping malls. It's, it's like a big thing. Indoor shopping malls is a big 80s thing, right? Um, the food courts. You know, the arcades that were inside uh, shopping malls and just the, the style and the, just the whole shit. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is dope. And then like, I'm like, yo, this movie sucks. Like, yo, when's it going to kick in? And it never kicked in. And then you f- kind of feel like, okay, well, here's a little bit, come at, some action here and there. And then again, it just never kicks in. Okay. Like Kristen Wiig I get it, she's a comedian, whatever, boom, and she did a decent job as an actress or anything, but they kept trying to push her to be like this nerdy chick, blah, blah. And yeah, cool, That's play, stay your lane, stay in your lane, right? Like if you ever casted me to be in a movie, you ain't gonna cast me to be fucking um, some six foot 10 basketball player, I don't know what the fuck, uh, you wouldn't cast me to be a transsexual, you know, or whatever, I don't know. It just, you can't put her as or I don't know you maybe I guess I could play comedy but she was playing like a role of like this like kind of a loser nobody and she works for the a museum and they kept trying to push her as a sex symbol like okay well great hey man they put her in like a leotard and like you know the 80s super tight clothes and try to make like oh wow great though she looks so good for her age she has a trainer you know man, like chill okay great you know she looks great for 48 years old or 47 years old but bitch, I'm not trying to see Kristen Wiig. Like, go get some lip fillers and shit. And be like, oh man, why the fuck are you saying that? It's so fucking terrible. You should be all natural. But shut the fuck up. It's my podcast. I see what the fuck I want. And it's my opinion. Kristen Wiig, I'm, I'm not trying to see her. There's too many motherfucking bad bitches out there that they can use. And there's other girls you could downplay it. Like, what's that, what's that movie? She's out of my, not my shit. I don't know what the fuck is it. She's all that. When that Rachel Lay Cook, you see this chick, she's super geeky, whatever, and they make her look hot. Just like in Greece, if you guys remember Greece, you see Olivia Newton-John was kind of like this little whatever, and then they they dolled her up, made her look good at the end, right? This was like, I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to see Kristen Wiig in this movie as any kind of sex symbol. Get the fuck out of here. The villain, Pedro Pascal from Narcos and from a TV show Lost, he plays a good dickhead, you know what I mean? Like he definitely, you would look at him, you just want to punch him in the mouth. He he was cool. He was all right. By the way, random fact, I'm watching this shit. I'm whatever, and, and um, 
there's certain things I don't pay attention to, but just random weirdo, stupid thing. But my uh, my wife was like, yo, by the way, his kids go to our kid's school. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Just wanted to tell you guys, fuck you. So yeah, Wonder Woman 80, 1984 is trash. Um, at the end, they're trying to get this message across, uh, this woke message across, like, you know, be careful what you wish for and all this other shit. I don't know if I'm really giving you spoilers. Either. The movie is trash. You know, I, if you want to go watch it, cool. I had to just tell you guys, this movie's fucked up. Gal Gadot, definitely, man. She's fine as fuck. She looked good. I like the way she dressed and everything. Movie fucking sucked. All right. Um, I just, I had to get that out the way. I did watch um, a lot of little documentaries and shit. ID channel. You ever see that? Investigation Discovery Channel. I'm addicted to that shit, you know. Um, and uh, that actually brings up real quick. Do you guys remember the Malaysia flight about six years ago? It disappeared five years ago. The MH370. Malaysia MH370. If anyone knows any cool documentaries or got any cool info or whatever, or anyone followed that shit, let me know. That motherfucker still disappeared and whatever. Remember it was a flight that was going from Malaysia to fucking Beijing, just disappeared. And 250 or some odd people were on the fucking flight. Anyone got some info on that, please email the podcast and let me know. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, my little homie, Playboy Cardi, who is now like a literally has his own cult following. He's, he's like a little cult legend. Uh, shout out to my AUG family. And another thing, too, is I think people forget that I have an AUG tattoo on my neck. And that's for like founders, you know what I'm saying? For the OG, like main members of AUG. Uh, shout ASAP Rocky, by the way, obviously brought me in. But Cardi was the first artist signed, well, rap musician artist signed to AUG. Anyways, a um, whole lot of red dropped on Christmas Day. Now, the crazy part was Iggy Azalea, who is Cardi's girl or Cardi's baby mama, she went fucking off. Like she went crazy on him, right? And I kind of know her. Like we message each other here and there. Not on no funny shit or anything, right? We just talk about random things. And uh, I'm a parent. I got three kids. You know, they have a new kid. And like, um, you know, Cardi's obviously, that's my dog. I don't really talk to him very much. He'd be on his little weirdo rock star shit and cool. And I'm not tripping, but he hit me this week. He came by and got his son Onyx, uh, a little baby, micro Jesus piece. And um, anyways, he dropped a whole lot of red. And, uh, you know, I downloaded the album and I listened to it. And I officially realized, yo, man, I am old as fuck. Like I have to, I have to keep 100. I feel like before I was progressive, you know, I would listen to shit that was electro, that was, you know, hybrid here and there, whatever. This is just not my thing, man. And I'm not dissing anything that Cardi did. I just, I like some of the beats. I just, maybe I got to listen to it more. I don't know. Um, my favorite joint on there is probably the one with Cuddy. And I'm, you know, maybe biased because Cuddy's my boy. I think the Kanye song sucked. I think Kanye's bars sucked. I think Kanye would have it would have been better without Kanye on the fucking song. But anyways, when you drop an album and you got that much hype on it, and the Iggy slandering you for not taking care of your kid and not being um, with your kid on Christmas or whatever else. And look, man, there's two sides to every story. So as much as she's putting him on blast and whatever, and then like I can kind of piece apart me personally because I know him. But like, you could also tell, look, this girl's hurt. Like Iggy is pissed. You know, she obviously still is in love with this guy and whatever he's told her. Look, man, I can't imagine, man. Again, too, what I'm trying to say is guys or even girls, stop lying to people and tell them. Like if you could tell somebody you think they're attractive, tell somebody they got fucking a pretty face, that they got the best fucking head, they kiss good, whatever it may be. But don't lie to them about how you feel about them. Meaning you might think someone looks really good and everything else and the sex just may not be right. The chemistry may not be right. The timing may not be right. Don't ever lie to somebody and fuck their time up. Be like, no, I still want to be with you. You know, and you want to be with five other people. It's just, it's not fair, you know? And I don't know what's going on with them exactly. So I won't speak in that. I'm just telling you, I can just feel that of course Iggy's hurt and she still wants to be with him, whatever. And he got some drama going on or whatever. All I got to say is this. When you have kids at a young age, meaning under 27 years of age, you got to understand, man. Those, I mean, this is for adults too, but for those people who don't take care of their kids, I'm not saying Cardi don't take care of his kids. Not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your kids did not ask to be here. Always know that. You know, I always carried condoms, thousands, hundreds of condoms, 
all throughout my entire life. Never had anyone pregnant, never had any scares, never had none of that shit. I was a very attentive person when it came to STDs and having a baby. Wasn't ready, wasn't thinking about it, whatever, boom. Hey, man, be like, oh, it sucks, it feels good. Look, if you were the serious girlfriend, I get it, whatever else. But the one night stand shit, I don't understand. I motherfucker smash a chick once or twice and don't wear the condom. It's just crazy to me. I don't give a fuck how good it is. It's just, just crazy. All right. I've always been a germaphobe too. Look, you're getting your dick sucked. Yeah. Condom, that's a little crazy. I'm, I'm not with that. But what I'm getting at is if you're going to have a kid, you need to take care of that motherfucking kid. They did not ask to be here. Man, I came and imagine, you know, how fucking tough that's got to be just, and there's so much more than just the financial, like to be there and be present in their life. As my man Cole says, presence, not presence, right? But yeah, that's some crazy shit. I don't know, man. That was some drama. But yeah, uh, what else did I, I'm still bumping Cuddy's album. Is anything else that came out? I don't really, like, again, I don't really listen to new music, so I don't really know, man. Uh, Real quick, man, you know, people are still, confused or whatever. I don't know how the fuck they could be. I have mentioned it many and several times. I pushed the winner and the announcement that we were going to announce the winners, announce the contest ended. Well, as far as we got shut down on Monday morning, Monday afternoon, that was it. Couldn't do any more, you know, contest, no tickets, no nothing. All right. So that was it. The fuck could we do? Okay. There's 50, 300 tickets, something like that, some odd tickets. And um, so, you know, we said, hey, man, might as well just fucking get this out the way because it's just fucking annoying to sit there and just wait. And, you know, so we had uh, changed our minds a couple of times. We was like, fuck it. So we announced the winner on um, Wednesday of last week. And I told, I put it four or five times my stories. Like, how do you not enter a contest and not pay attention? And people got a mistake and they're like thinking that this dude still hasn't, you know, claimed his watch. We've already got them on live and put them out there. We've already announced the winner. I'm just saying, people are like, yo, what happened to the watch? What happened to the watch? Like, how the fuck do you not pay attention? It's like, oh, well, I mean, people are just weird. You know, they think it's like an email. You know, when you text somebody, you expect to get a text back. If you guys are conversing or whatever, you should get a text back within 10, 15 minutes, maybe an hour. You know, an email, there's really no, unless it's like business, you don't really get back to somebody immediately or whatever it is. You know, that's why emails are a little nice. But like, when you enter a contest, and even if you think of, you know, certain things, wouldn't you want to check just for updates? And even though, look, the money is, well, it was a really small amount. It wasn't anything crazy. But you should follow up and just see. For those of you who follow me, like, you should be able to just at least check out, oh, well, you know, Ben's story is an update. You never know. So for the last time, I won't say it again on this fucking podcast ever again. The winner of the gold day date 40 millimeter Rolex watch is Brian O. His last fucking name is O. Yes, there's no other, one letter, O. All right, he won it fair and square. He saw everyone who watched that live, we rolled the fucking dice four times, then another fucking four times, and we used random.org. It was the most random fucking thing possible. We answered the numbers and everything, all right? This dude, Brian O, is from Andover, Massachusetts. He is a VIP host in Boston. Yo, Congratulations again, Brian O. By the way, he's had a very rough year. So for all you motherfuckers out there leaving slander and everything else, understand this. Brian O. lost his mom earlier this year during this fucked up year, 2020. Okay? So guys, understand. We don't, I don't do funny style shit. It's just never been in my blood. That's not my style. Okay? Anyways, guys, we're going to cut to a break real quick. Um, I'm glad to have my voice back. I'm glad to be podcasting again. We're going to take a real quick break. Yo, Miles, throw some music on real quick. Of course, my boy, Lakey Lake. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be right back. So, um, I gave away some cash apps the other day. I gave away 11 exactly. Just for $100 each. It was just something I wanted to do. And um, all 11 people were very grateful. And I, I thought that was really dope. Uh, I gave away cash up on here too. I'm going to do another giveaway. And I, I love giving things away. You know, I love seeing people's reactions. It's pretty cool. But I was talking to one of my friends in China. 
and we got into a long discussion. I was like, yo, what the fuck is it like out there? Like, break it down for me. Like, seriously, like, keep it 100. What's up? And she was like, yo, we haven't worn masks out here in three months. I mean, people wear masks out of the culture and stuff, but like, it's not mandatory. And uh, this girl's in Shanghai. She's like a little socialite. Nightclubs are open. Restaurants, chilling, going out, malls, everything. I mean, they're just back to normal life. And it's just really sad that, you know, our shit is spiraled out of control. And we're we're about to see it even worse. And they're like, they're over it. It's done. You have to quarantine for 14 days to enter the country, blah, blah, whatever. And it's just like, this is it. But it's crazy. And that's just the way the shit is. And, and we're that fucking, like, we're so good in some other things. We're so fucking stupid when it comes to this. But like, you know, people ask people all the time. It's just a casual thing. Yo, man, they got COVID? Did they get, oh, do you get the monster? Did you get this, did you get this. And, you know, people are just open with it. She told me in China, if you ask someone if they got COVID, dead serious. She said it's equivalent to asking somebody if they got HIV. I just thought I'd mention that to you guys right now. Shit was crazy. I should have said it in the beginning, but I've just thought about it now. It was on my notes, but I forgot to add it in, in the first part of the show. But that's just fucking crazy. Now, there is a new fucking STD called super gonorrhea. All right, man. Look, I've never had STD in my entire life. I've never had clap, never had crabs, never had chlamydia, never had fucking uh, VD, never had nothing. Syphilis, nothing, never had the drip, never had nothing, never had been burned, thank fucking God, right? Anyways, I was being TMZ, it was all over fucking Twitter for a while. Super gonorrhea now is, is back because what's happened is so many people are taking antibiotics because of, you know, the, um, thought it would help them with COVID. There was uh, azithromycin and then fucking hydroxychloroquine, whenever There was all these other little um, antibiotics people were taking, I guess, due to taking excessive antibiotics, it's weakened their immune systems or it's made the super gonorrhea stronger than ever. So now people can't go see their doctors. They can't go to clinics and stuff because um, funny thing is one of our good friends, our family friends, who's like part of the family, he got, um, the fuck did he get, man? I forgot. He was sick with something else. He didn't have the flu. What did he have? Anyway, he, had, he got sick. He went to the hospital to get checked up and then he caught COVID at the hospital. And then he ended up fucking being on a ventilator and he's sick as fuck. We don't know what the fuck's gonna happen to him. Honestly, it's really, a, it's a crapshoot. That's how bad his health is now. And it fucking sucks. So anyways, with gonorrhea, people aren't going to the doctors to get their checkups and whatever. And the people are still doing hookups. They're not getting, you can get COVID fucking, you know, it's, again, how fucking easy it is to spread. And, um, you know, with the overusage of antibiotics, immune systems are compromised and people are out there just fucking and being stupid and whatever. They're spreading STDs and the STDs, right, or the, you know, these, this gonorrhea has become way stronger. And now the crazy thing is when you get the STDs during this time with what's going on, you're five times more susceptible to getting HIV. So if you didn't have bad fucking just news with COVID and, and have to be, and it ain't fear-mongering. It, it's just the fucking truth. People are like, oh, you're fear No, motherfucker, stop talking about survival rates, okay? All right? Stop talking about that shit. Because if you were to have five million Skittles in your house, all right? Well, hold on. Let me, let me get this fucking straight, man. Hold on. Miles, give me one second because I want to fuck up this whole thing. Total cases, COVID, USA. All right, what's the total? I'm sorry. There's 19.2 million, my bad, okay? So 19.2 million Skittles in your house. Insane amount, right? Now, 333,000 of Skittles will kill you. Now, mind you, I say Skittles because, look, you can't tell, right? Red, green, pink, whatever, would you start eating them Skittles? You wouldn't, all right? That's why I'm telling you guys, man, this shit is not like, again, it could kill you and it might not. And people are like, oh, well, they don't think about the long-term effects. Like my boy getting his foot fucking you know, chopped off and, and other shit, losing your, um, 
your lung capacity. Anyways, man, super gonorrhea is real. Just thought I'd let you guys know about this shit. Look, let's get to some good shit, okay? Guys, obviously, I love all my cars right now, okay? The stable is amazing. The Escalade is literally the best SUV I've ever driven. The G63 is is up there. The Cullinan is not bad. Luxury-wise, great. Overall, for everything, if you have a family of four, if you have a family of five people, there is no way you cannot tell me the Escalade is not the best SUV out there. Now, if you have a family of seven, it's undeniable. Family of six, undeniable. Okay? You can even have a family of eight. You can get the eight fucking seat configuration on the, on the Escalade. That is the best driving SUV I've ever driven, I've ever owned, period. And I got the fucking range, had to, you know, the year, all the shit. The best. Okay, do not miss my track hawk, not for one second. But now, the Senna, it is a beast for sure. It is when you get in that motherfucker, it is ready for war. It's not a car to just to kind of just stunt. Yes, it stunts and everything, but I mean, it's not there to drive slow, be in traffic and fuck around. That car is for when you need to attack motherfuckers and just go hard body. Okay, nine one eight, totally different. You could drive that car, kind of be comfortable in it. You know, it's got the top comes off, whatever, but there's some issues on it. You know what I'm saying? It's almost six years old. There's some problems, you know, that I'm dealing with. So that motherfucker is going to have to go. But now my SF90 will be here in three weeks. I have the first black on black SF90 come into the country. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Thousand horsepower, you know, 2.1, zero to 60. This motherfucker's the fastest shit for real, for real. This is the fastest car out. But, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm good. You know, the Senna is a lot rare. It's, you know, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. But I do know that I got it at a great price and I do know I can make a lot of money on the car. So I don't think I'm going to own the SF90 for very long. And when I say that, I really don't think I'm gonna own it for not even a month. So with all that said, with this brand new Porsche Turbo S, the 911, actually the 992 chassis. First of all, shout out to Hutton and the McKenna family at McKenna Porsche in Norwalk, California. What a fucking amazing experience. What an amazing VIP experience. Thank you for treating me like the fucking true G's that you guys are. This is a fucking just, man, what an excellent dealership. And just the VIP service to pick up the car, drop off the car. I don't have to worry about driving the fucking service anymore. Any kind of things that need to get done, they'll pick up on a flatbed. Boom. Take us straight to Norwalk, California. Beautiful. Now, this new body 911 Turbo S is fucking crazy. Okay. Car is a little bit, tiny bit longer, a tiny bit wider, but the rear section is way more sexy. Okay. I'm one of the very few people I think that got an aero body kit which is the factory body kit that they offer when I spec'd it out. I did not get center lock wheels. I slightly regret it, but at the same time, it's not a big fucking deal because this is a daily driver. This is not a destroyer, all right? And with that said, the electronics on this car. Now, I do not have the SF990 yet, and I do know that that thing is fucking nutso too and know it's supposed to be the craziest, but as of right now, there is no sports car, there's no supercar, no exotic car that has a cockpit like the new 911, okay? I got the Burmeister option, so I got the top-of-the-line stereo. This thing is connected to the app. When I start the car, it says, Welcome, Ben Baller. Dude, you like to change driver? Boom. Everything is set up. Beautiful. It has fucking, what, four or five cameras now, so it has... This is the first exotic car to have like that real 360. Like even though McLaren has it, this is just like for this Porsche, the, the way that Porsche did it, they just did it better. They really did. So when you reverse, you see everything. There's no blind spots. By the way, the 911 is one of the best visible cars you drive. That's why people love the GT3 RS. And that's why they have such a cult following with the 911s throughout the years. Now, this car, besides the electronics, besides everything else, the power is just fucking brutal, okay? Now, the 992 is faster than the 918 around the track, all right? It has insane power. It has, it's faster than pretty much every single car out there. Like, I don't think there's anything right now is, is my Senna, the P1 and LaFerrari, it's kind of like a toss up, but I do think 
it is faster than pretty much almost everything. It has 640 horsepower stock and almost 600 pounds of torque, right? That is fucking insane. Remember, this car weighs, you know, under 3,000 pounds. So it's just really insane. I can't wait for the GT2 RS to come out. So it's going to have fucking 700 horsepower. Or eight, no, it has 700. Now. It's going to probably maybe have 800. Who knows? But the car is like a rocket. Now, comfort-wise, of course, this car has all the shit that you need. It has 18, well, you could get the regular basic seats or you could get, you know, a medium upgrade or you can get bucket seats, whatever. The Porsche is super comfy. You could drive this motherfucker to San Francisco from LA, no problems. Trunk ain't that bad. It's not exactly huge, but it's, you know, it ain't shit. It ain't like, you know, like my fucking McLaren was horrible. Oh, I got the panoramic roof. So I have the whole sunroof and it opens up a little bit. It's fucking beautiful. By the way, this is a four-seater. So I had Kai in the back, I had Ryder in the back, I had London in the front. Perfectly fine. No issues. So I could drive my kids in there. Boom. They loved it. It's fucking amazing. Um, the car now. You know, I got the PASM, which is the Porsche Active Suspension Management. Now, this thing right here is like, it has, it's like, a, it's a damper, right? For your coils and your shocks and you, how you absorb the, the road and everything has different, a sport feature where it drops your car about 15 centimeters down. So it makes it a little more aggressive. And you could adjust the wing on this, you know, your rear spoiler. And you could adjust it. It goes up for downforce, you know, when you're in sport mode. And uh, stock, this car sits perfect. Even the Ferraris don't sit that great. Even my Pista had to be like, you know, like it didn't sit that great. This car sits literally perfect. Now, drive-wise, it has eight gears, right? I think they offer a manual uh, transmission. I didn't know that. Um, but I think I still would have got a PDK. By the way... For sequential manual gearbox, the PDK is the best possible paddle shifting transmission there is that I've ever driven. Like, no cap. That shit is the best of the best. All right, so this car has eight fucking gears. And I drove it around a little here and there, boom, let my father-in-law drive it. He's never gone fast in any of my cars. This is his dream car. We're just driving down the 101, and next thing I know, I look down, and I'm like, yo, Pop, we're going 126. And he's like, holy shit, I didn't know. Now, very easy. If you have ever driven a Lamborghini Aventador, yeah, the car looks badass. It's great and everything. When you're doing 130 in a fucking Lamborghini Aventador, it is scary. It feels scary. For some reason, it's scary. it just doesn't feel fat. It, doesn't feel, it feels dangerous and everything you could think of, okay? When you're in a McLaren 720, you'd be going 140 and don't realize it. But then again, the car feels so light, it's a little off. When you're in a GT3 RS, GT2 RS, GT4, or Porsche Turbo, you don't start getting sketched until maybe like 175, 180, all right? So I'm driving this car, and I haven't even gotten to fucking seventh or eighth gear, and I hit like 170 and change, and the car beeped scared the shit out of me. And then the rear wing went up even higher. It goes up higher than I could push it to manually through the little button, through the Sport Plus mode. And I was like, yo, shit, that's crazy. Obviously for the downforce so you could slow slow down faster. And um, the brakes work great. The fucking handling is incredible. I can't believe it's like a mini hypercar for a quarter million dollars. So for the money, it is the best value supercar there is, you know? It's just really, this has got to be the best Turbo S that Porsche has ever made. It is really smooth. It is amazing. You could go comfort, normal, sport, sport plus. You know, you could adjust the drive. And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. And Alex Gantani right now has a tune kit, just stock, no exhaust, no nothing. He can make my car go nine seconds in a quarter mile just off the tune. So... I will be seeing my boy Alex soon to get the tune done. I just got the suspension ordered from uh, Tech Art. I'm going to drop the car just a little bit. You know, I'm Asian dog. I gotta, even though the car sits good, I'm going to have to drop a little bit, just a little tiny bit. I'm going to BBS today to go check out some wheels for the car. Uh, I'm excited about that. We'll see. And if it don't work out, it don't work out. I'm not tripping. But um, the car drives solid as shit. Went through the canyons, went to Malibu this weekend, and uh, I drove through the twists. Felt really solid. Like really, really solid. I didn't test it like crazy, like the Senna on the track, but it felt very good. I don't think my 720 felt this good, okay? 
my pista felt really good, you know, in many ways too. It just, the pista felt more exotic, of course, but this didn't feel like fake. You know, when I get on my GTC4 Luso, it's a touring car. So when I'm going fast, it's cool here and there, but it's kind of like, you know, it feels like a Bentley-ish. This don't feel like that. This feels just like a badass fucking car. Very smooth. So I think I might have this car for a little while. It is a great daily, but there's other cars that I got. So I'm excited. So I do think that 918's got to go. Um, I got two buyers lined up. I'm not really tripping on that. That's not bad. And I'm not going to lose any money on it, but I'll make some money on the SF90. Don't know what I'm going to do yet because I'm running out of, out of garage space and running out of everything else. So there's a few things I've got to get out of, out of the stable. But um, a Turbo S is going to stay. Senna is going to stay. And uh, by the way, as we speak right now, I'm getting some wheels put on the Escalade, new suspension stuff. Um, shout out to Platinum Motorsport, of course, my family. But yeah, the Turbo S is amazing. You know, there's a lot of different options that they make on these cars. You could literally go 100,000 in options easily. You got $40,000 PTS paint sample paint. It's carbon fiber roof, this, that, and a third. But I just don't understand how people go through all this shit with carbon fiber and don't get the fucking aero kit. Aero kit is mandatory. Um, sound system is excellent. It's very, very good. Uh, just everything about the car. I have no complaints about this Turbo S. It is really amazing. The only thing I really... Really wish I, I, what I would need to do is I need to get skid plates done and I need to get this car clear broad. So I need to hit up Rap Legends pretty soon. But yeah, amazing car. I can't say enough good things about it. I'm looking forward to the GT cars that are coming and hopefully the new 918. All right, let's get into some motherfucking sports, guys. Not too much about basketball, but my Lakers look crazy. They look like a fucking... They look like the Monstars. Now, again, Brooklyn looks insane, okay? The Brooklyn Nets, they're not fucking around. They're definitely out there. And look, I, I said, KD, I told KD, everyone that I've always said it to, but I've been saying it because, you know, I've seen him, you know, practice on his close friend stories and everything else. Look, I know that they lost yesterday to Charlotte, but, yo, Brooklyn looks nice. They're going to be a fucking problem. Yes, the Lakers lost against Clippers. I don't even think about that shit. That shit don't mean nothing, okay? Especially on ring day. Um, but Lakers look solid as fuck, okay? We'll get more into that. I can't multitask on the sports during the podcast. Like, I really am so fucking consumed in the NFL shit right now, which we're gonna get into in a second. But speaking of ring day and, and Lakers losing, I wanted to clarify this. Jason of Beverly Hills is an ally. Got no problems with them. You know, what he does, his business, that, that's his shit. I'm sure people have issues with how I do business, okay? And we don't badmouth each other, whatever. But the rings that he did for the Lakers, for the championship rings, let me tell you something. Those are the best championship rings that I've seen to date. And that is the best work that I've seen Jason do. He's done some great rings. He's done some rings that were cool. I just didn't really think too much about it. But I wanted to clarify and let you guys know, those are the best Laker championship rings I've ever seen. Probably the best NBA championship ring I've seen. And those are just really, really good. So salute Jason Arashaban. Um, anyways, on to football. Cool. Man. Look, I was hoping, and you know, you never could count Kansas City out. Even if there's fucking 10 seconds on the clock and they got, and Mahomes got the ball, like, nah, you, you just can't count them out. And um, they, the Atlanta Falcons were whooping that ass. It was really crazy. Like they were kicking ass they they had him in every which way it was crazy offense defense you know yeah i thought it was a wrap and then you know the chiefs came back and then the fucking kicker for the atlanta falcons who everyone's been talking about fucking young ho coup right the pride of fucking korean america all these korean people backing him and everything right i don't really give a fuck about the fucking falcons right why would i give a fuck but you know i gotta support dude whatever he misses a fucking what was it I'm just going to take a wild guess. What was it? 30-yard field goal? It was nothing. It was a no-far field goal, okay? This was a basic-ass field goal. This guy was the best kicker in the NFL in the last, like, six games or six fucking weeks. He misses that field goal to fucking tie the game to put in overtime so you guys can win the game. Yo, man, that's just Atlanta for you. And he's just, fuck, I don't give a fuck, man. That's just some bullshit. Now, another fucking idiot is Gruden. Now, there's been a lot of speculation and everything else. I've told my story on this. I was a Raider fan since the early 80s until about 
2008-ish, 2009. After that, it was like, look, I would say maybe the last three years of my Raider Nation fandom was more so like, yo, fuck everything that Al Davis has represented and everything else at that point was never a Rams fan, never considered Rams an LA team. It broke that down to you guys before. Not going to get into my whole history of the Seahawks shit. I've been in, you know, we're a decade deep in now. It's too deep, right? Next season, I'll be a official 10-year season ticket holder, and I've been more involved in this than I ever was, ever, ever. Way more involved in the Seahawks than I ever was with the Raiders. And we went, we went to the Super Bowl during those times and everything else, still was not as involved as I had been with the Seahawks organization. And again, motherfuckers forget that I entered the Seahawks fandom after we went seven and nine, okay, for the season. The Raiders now, yo, I have to talk about this game. Y'all got to fire Gruden, man. He's fucking terrible. Like that last shit at the end, and you had fucking Fitzpatrick, like for real? And by the way, look, Tua, I think he was hyped up. They're doing this shit, but yo, Fitz just a better QB, so he should fucking play next week. And I think he's, he's a better quarterback for Miami. But yo, you get down to the fucking goal line, and there's a minute and 41 seconds, and you let Josh Jacobs, he forced himself to fall down. He could have scored. And the team would have been up by, was it five points, four points? But it, you, bottom line is no field goal would have matched it. You would have had to score. So instead, you kick the field goal, you run the clock out, you call the timeouts, and you know at, at the end you make sure you run the clock out as much as you can, but you leave 19 seconds on the clock. All right? And now you're only up by two fucking points, right? Stupidest fucking thing in the world. You would have been up by five points. Like, Gruden, what the fuck are you thinking? And I know you're thinking the Atlanta situation with Gurley and how they did that with Detroit, but no, that ain't, this ain't it. This is a different thing. You gotta, you gotta fire it, man. You got too many fucking just stars on there, man. You got Darren Waller, you got fucking Josh Jacobson. I don't even blame Carr on that motherfucking game. It was just crazy. That was fucking nuts. I, I just had to talk about that because Homicide was so, so broken up about that fucking game. Crazy week in the NFL, man. Um, Alvin Kamara, I think he should win the Snickers chain again. I've never seen anybody score fucking six touchdowns and a mother rushing touchdowns in the NFL game. That was just fucking crazy. Fuck the Saints, though. You obviously know. So, look. You already know, guys. The betting situation this week was a little bit of a shit show, okay? I had Miami as my lock, and it should have been. Again, didn't know that fucking the whole situation with Tua, whatever, boom, and he was off his shit. Maybe Fitz would have done a better job. Bottom line is, look, I'm 14-2 and for the entire season with locks, all right? Do you guys want to do the math on that? Yeah, I'm batting very high on that, all right? So anyways, I took the Browns off the card, right? I gave plenty of time. Took the Browns off the card at least, at least 13 hours before kickoff, okay? Think people don't get this. And I don't know if that's just my situation because I bet a certain amount. If you bet over $1,000 a game, if you go to Las Vegas, Caesar Palace, and let's just say you bet on a game on Thursday night, all right? And you go there and you bet a game, say you bet uh, the, you bet the Browns game, right? And then they say, okay, well, um, the three starting receivers aren't playing anymore. So let's say on Saturday or let's say on Sunday morning before kickoff, you're like, you know what? Yo, I need to fucking take this bet and put on something else. We get my money back, whatever. You know, the fucking, the players aren't playing anymore. They're going to give you your money back, okay? Now you can't go and bet it on the Jets now, you can't go reverse it. You'd have to, you know, put on something else. But of course, you're going to get your money back. There's no, I've never ever had that in my life. I've done that tens of times. I just did it with the fucking Houston Rockets game when Harden wasn't playing and they didn't have enough players to play. They gave my, well, they took it off the board, period. But what I'm getting at is if they keep it on the board and the three starting fucking receivers are gone, who the, you know how fucking stupid that is? That was one of the most biggest lopsided bets where everyone bet on the fucking Jets. And people were like, what the fuck? Why would you bet on the Jets? They suck. I, I was like, yo, this is crazy. I got to take it off the board. I talked to Jordan about it. And when we lost the receiver, I was like, there's no way. So, of course, I took it off the board. 
but I'm just letting you know, in the future, I have been betting in Vegas since I was 21. So I've been betting for 27 years straight in Las Vegas, okay? If you bet on something, you are able to get your money back before kickoff, before the tip-off, before whatever the fuck it is. That is always... Now, if you're betting fucking 20 bucks, right, boom, I don't know. Now, again, I've heard if you bet 100,000, you know, they're gonna act like they don't fucking know you unless you win with your ticket. But for the most part, if you're betting, you know, decent money, smaller money, whatever, they have no problem. Of course, once kickoff happens, you can't change your bets. But I have done this at Caesars. I have done this at MGM. I've done this at the Bellagio. And be like, what the fuck? No, fuck this. Or I've decided to change my mind for whatever fucking reason I wanted to. And I bet at, you know, 4 p.m. And then I came back at fucking 7 o'clock and the tip-off's in three minutes. And I'm like, nah, you got to get my money back. Boom. They gave my money back. The fuck are you got? What? Am I fucking crazy? Like, I had asked one of my boys who's a crazy whale. And he was like, yeah, of course. Anyways, the Seahawks tapped that ass. People were like, oh, no, shut the fuck up, blah, blah, whatever. The Rams are good. And I want to say that they aren't cool. I don't give a fuck if they lost to shitty-ass Niners twice. Okay? The Rams are a good team. All right? Aaron Donald definitely is a good player. You know, the defense is great. I think Jalen Ramsey is a little bit overrated. You know, I think it's some bullshit. I think that DK would take this motherfucker. Russell still feels off to me, and I feel like we're definitely gelling better. But for some fucking reason, right now, our defense is playing better than our fucking offense, which is crazy. Okay? But we held them to no touchdowns. That's a big, big flex right there. All right? I feel like we're legit contenders right now. And I think we could possibly win the NFC conference because there's a chance that the Chicago Bears are going to fucking beat Green Bay. All right? And I think the Saints could lose. So if that happens, boom, we jump up, win the NFC, we get the bye week. All right? Now, as far as Super Bowl, I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not saying we can't. I think there's a good chance. I think we're playing good. I just need Russ to be playing the way he used to play. Something ain't clicking with dude. He's definitely better than he was during that weird mix of it during his podcast and shit, but something is off. I'm ready to see anybody in the motherfucking NFL except the fucking Packers first. People are like, oh, I'm scared about the Buccaneers. You shouldn't watch. Fuck Tom Brady, all right? I think if the Packers saw Tom Brady, I think, yeah, it'd be a good battle. I think that we could still fucked him up. I ain't tripping on nobody in the NFC. Now, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I really do think it's going to be the Bills or the Chiefs. Look, when we played the Bills, we had a shitty-ass team. You know, we weren't fucking anywhere near playing the ball that we're playing right now. I don't know. As far as the Chiefs, yo, man, I think we got that. You know, I really do think that we can we can beat anybody on a good day. And that's me being not a fanboy. Because I'll tell you when we suck, I'm my hardest critic. But yeah, man, I was really hyped. Definitely made a great weekend. Look, we play the Niners this weekend. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I'm betting on the game. Because you know what? The Niners are playing very good right now. The defense is legit. Fred Warner's a beast. And guess what? This is a rival game. They have nothing to lose. Now, if we lose, it don't fucking really matter. We've got to play our birth. And you know, we won the NFC West already. All I'm saying is... They are going to go balls to the wall, hard body karate, crazy as fuck against us. It's a scary game, but, you know, we got to go out there and win. I want us to win, and I think, of course, we can, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But the playoffs are coming, and I'm just fucking anxious about this shit. If we do make it to the Super Bowl, am I going to Tampa Bay? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. But what I do know is that I need to get back to fucking Lumen Field next season so I could be in my season tickets and go there and have fun and do all the fucking shit that I want to do. Speaking of, I need to definitely postpone the Seattle boxes a little bit longer. Shit is going to get a little ugly for a little while again. Don't know if I'm getting on a fucking airplane, but it's a crazy situation. But people still want these boxes. Um, Yo, Josh Gordon, the situation with that is just really sad. It makes me sad. He still liked a couple of my picks this weekend. You know, he's watching my stories. I don't know what's going through my dude's mind. Super talented, man. But look, you know, not to get in his business, man. I feel real bad for dude. But look, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. Look, this is a good week. This is the week I told you to reflect, right? Think about the lessons. Think about the losses you had this year. Think about the mistakes that were made this year. There are a lot of things that were out of our control this year. 
But when you take control of your life and you become a boss, you are your own boss. You don't answer to anyone. Obviously, there's pros and cons to that. But what I'm trying to say is you won't have to worry about answering to anyone. And that's a big deal. Even though I love working at a major corporation, at a record label, and working for someone else, you know what? I just knew I wasn't going to be a millionaire by working for someone else. I was going to make other people money, and I was like, nah. And I wasn't just, you know, there's too many. Again, I can deal with other egos, no matter how big mine is. I love competition, but I like it on my own terms, right? I set my own rules. I set my own hours. I set my own times. All I'm saying is, if now more than ever in 2020, I hope you guys learned that some of you guys, I get it. You don't have that entrepreneurial spirit. You don't have that thing. But why don't you? Okay. It's kind of like almost like, oh, I can't punch that guy in the mouth. I might get my ass kicked, whatever. It's not so much the actual action of hitting somebody. It's about the action of you taking control of your life and being like, look, I can do this too. I can save too. I can eat bullshit and then save up for something. Not save up for a fucking car, not save up for a watch, not save up for a fucking PS5 and whatever else. Just investing smart and then using that money to make more money. And what I'm saying is, everyone listening to this show, that you guys are capable of being a boss. That's for sure, okay? Because I came out with no money, nobody investing me, no parents helping me out financially, and I was able to do it. And I failed quite a bit, still made it. And now, look, I don't know how to say it, but when you start making bread and you start crushing it, the momentum is some whole other shit. Like I manifest it, but it's crazy. When you really build a plan and you focus and everything and your plan comes together, it's like a fucking, it's just like a perfect wave, man. You know, it just literally, like it's the ebbs and flows. You, you, you just can't be stopped. And that's how I feel. Even though 2020 sucked, I was like, fuck this. I'm making 2020 my bitch. Now, yes, it sucked for others. But what I'm saying is I was still able to financially come on top. And I think that you guys, more than ever now, like for those of you who work for a real estate agency or work for whatever. Now, not everyone can just go ahead and start their own real estate agency or start this or start that. But that doesn't mean you can't do what you do. And then when you go home, invest in whether it be Tesla, okay? Buy fucking Bitcoin, buy pieces of things, whatever. It's not about flipping sneakers and things like that, which there is a hustle with that, but there has to be an end game because that thing ain't gonna cut it, you know? Buying five pairs of fucking Jordans to make 500 bucks, yeah, cool, but I'm talking about there are other ways to do this. And when you do get that money, we'll get into that too because I do want to discuss that with with. Some of these guys I know that, that have turned 30,000 into 5 million, 5 million turned it into 30 million. It's just crazy. Anyways, guys, look, that's all we have for today. Um, I'm happy to be back podcasting. I love you guys. You already know that. And um, this, by the way, this entire show was freestyled. I had a couple notes written down, but this whole show was freestyled. I was just excited to come back on, told Miles and Jordan, look, man, I just have couple topics I want to get into and I'm just going to fucking freestyle it. So I don't know if you guys like the freestyle way instead of before when I really had the shit organized. All I know is fuck you. I love you guys. Keep telling people about the show and um, definitely going to get some interviews cracking and get some people going. And again, man, I do want to do a final questions for the New Year's Eve episode. So if you guys could today submit your questions today for the New Year's Eve episode. Uh, which is this Thursday, because it takes a couple days for it to register into the iOS. So while you're listening to this show, as soon as you finish this right now, go leave a five-star review in question format. And my man, Jordan Winter, will check those on Wednesday. And I should be able to check out those questions and, and do them on the show. All right, guys, God bless. I will talk to you soon. Yo, Lakey Lake. Yo, you already know, bro. All right, man. Take us out of here, fam. All right, peace. Peace.